Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we're speaking to Ollie White. He's the founder of Goose and Gander. Ollie, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So tell us a little bit about Goose and Gander. I'm interested in in the story about the business, how it's grown and how e-commerce has helped you get to where you are today. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've been going for about nine years. So we started in 2013 um, and we started on Shopify as well as, as well as having a bricks and mortar store. And then in about 2016, 17, we kept plugging away at Goose and Gander and it kind of took off. And then we kind of dropped the other side of the business, the commercial printing embroidery. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the brand. What makes it stand out in the marketplace and what gave it that? So what was that tipping point you mentioned in 2000? Was it 16 that really made it get going? Yeah, well, we're, we're unisex clothing and we have been since the start. So I think that unisex kind of aspect has only really been, you know, being like a, a big thing in the last few years. But we, we've been unisex for, for nine years. So I think that's that's appealed to quite a few people along the way. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of sweatshirts, hoodies, trackies, t-shirts, um, nothing crazy. Like we, we've, we've, you know, prevented ourselves from, from going into shoes or anything kind of to, you know, jeans and stuff like that. We've just kept quite streamlined of what we, what we offer. Um, and it's just affordable unisex clothing um, that's really easy to wear. So yeah, in 2006, so we used to sell on a, a platform called ASOS Marketplace which is for independent clothing brands. And there was a golden era, I like to, to say, um, for ASOS Marketplace. And they, they cleaned up the ASOS Marketplace. They cleaned up this marketplace and, and they actually took us off there. So we reapplied uh, with, with better images and stuff and they, they accepted our application. And um, we reshot a load of our products and up, uh, you know, uploaded all these, all these listings. And it just started... It just started popping, really, because we had one item selling quite well throughout the whole year um, before that. So we kind of reshot everything, relaunched it, and um, yeah, it just started really selling quite heavily. And on ASOS.com, they used to have a tab on there which linked you to ASOS Marketplace. So I looked at this and I thought, this is crazy how ASOS.com was the biggest, like, you know, the original online uh, kind of e-commerce brand um, has a link to ASOS Marketplace on their homepage and the amount of visitors the ASOS Marketplace would be getting was quite a lot back then. So we saw and we would be on the front cover of ASOS Marketplace when we because we were selling quite well so we kind of saw this like well I don't know how long this is going to last but we just need to go for it so we ended up um, you know from being taken off ASOS Marketplace we ended up going to like their number one independent brand on there. 
And yeah, it kind of it took off 16, 2016, 17 at that point. And um, we just, I mean, that was the first time we'd never packaged orders like that before. You know, we were, to put it in context, you know, the first year of, of, of launching, we had in the whole of 2013 and 14, we had 28 orders that we, um, that we sent out. And the year after that, we had 62 orders. So all of a sudden, we're getting a lot more, you know, hundreds, you know, sort of thousands of orders or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was a massive learning curve in those early days. Um, and we would sort of wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. And, and literally go to bed at, what, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Goodness uh, me, really riding that growth wave there. <laughs> yeah, it was It was like the moment it, the moment it changes when you realise, like, things are kicking off, it's, you you think it's going to be like oh yeah, yeah this is amazing but actually it's it's terrifying it's mm-hmm. scary and you're sort of sitting there going like you're just sort of shocked like oh my like this is you're just trying to put the fire out and trying to like just do something that's going to help but it was it was definitely a, a pretty rough few months because um, we had you know we was you know, we had paperwork everywhere and it was just orders coming in mm-hmm. every online order I we would receive back then on ASOS Marketplace, I would have to manually enter their address, every single one, into a shipping system and then print the label off myself. So that's 2017-18, when we started our website, our own website started popping off more because we would mm. funnel off ASOS Marketplace orders. When they would order, we would put in a leaflet saying, check out our website. So our website started growing and we could develop our website technology with Shopify much better than ASOS could. So we started having integrated shipping systems and everything like that. And it got to a point where a couple of years after um, 16, 17, we, we kind of had to come off ASOS Marketplace because we couldn't we couldn't cope with the kind of dated shipping systems and, and production process that they had. We had to sort of just stick with ours. It's so interesting, isn't it? So many of the brands that we're speaking to say that it's meeting this demand when you hit that growth point that's actually really terrifying. You think that this would be brilliant. You know, the money's coming in, but actually you don't want to disappoint those customers. You want them to keep coming back to you. So meeting that demand is just the most, that's what really keeps you up at night. Well, the hard work seems to have paid it off. Um, So your year-on-year growth rate for the past year is 119%, which has led you to be number 13 in the UK, lightning 50. So this is fantastic. Talk to me about the last year and what's happened there. So I, I guess I guess a big point of what's happened recently is that we um, actually during sort of after after sort of COVID, we, we kind of had a reset with, funny enough, our, our back-end operations. So for the last three, four years, what we've actually struggled with is actually, believe it or not, like keeping up with the amount of orders we, we, we receive. Um, and like, like, like it's interesting what you said there because a lot of brands, everyone thinks of sales and they actually neglect the back-end operational side of stuff, storage, production process, because we have a made-to-order process. So we have embroidery machines, sewing machines, printing kit, um, so every time you order something, it's not made yet. We have to actually make it and send it. So what was tripping us up and what was not stunting our growth, but what we were struggling with was actually scaling up for peak season, like Black Friday, Christmas, with our production process, back-end stuff. So what we managed to nail on the head in the last year or so, which is our growth rate continued to, to go quite well, 
was um, we managed to scale up and scale down for, for Black Friday, where we launched our most popular product, which was a, a mystery box, um, which actually allowed us to, instead of making to order, it was because it was a mystery box, it was already actually made. So all we had to do on that peak season was package and ship it and then revert back to our ordinary um, production process after that. So that, that helped with our previous growth. Fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about how that's kind of equated into your recent revenue numbers. Have you seen that pay off? In the first year, we did 28 orders. In the second year, we did 62 orders. In the third year, we did 187 orders. Then in year four, we did 2,700 orders. And then in year five, we did 15,000 orders for the year. Wow. And then we went to 49,000 orders for the year. And then we did 80,000 orders the next year. And then we did 127,000 orders. So That's significant growth. And um, tell us a little bit about um, the technologies that you've been using. You've kind of touched upon them already, but talk to me about the platforms that have really helped you kind of um, ride this wave that we've been talking about. Yeah, I think Shopify from, because we've been with Shopify from day one, that's really helped um, because we're quite familiar with, the e-commerce platform. And I, I still think it's just the number one. You just can't go anywhere else but Shopify. And in 2000, and I would say about two years ago, so when I think when COVID first hit, um, after the first lockdown, 2020, that was the first time we actually started using a stock system. So Brightpearl approached us and um, we were having trouble with this other EPR system. And they were just they just dropped the ball on our project completely. And Brightpile came along and said, look at Brightpile. It integrates with Shopify so easily. And just like Shopify is really easy to use, user-friendly, Brightpile is just like that. It's really easy to use. So it was a perfect fit for what we needed to do. So, I mean, Brightpile was a massive help. We don't know what we'll do about Brightpile. Um, but before we had a stock system, before Brightpile, we were still processing an insane amount of orders. But with Brightpile, it just made our life much, much easier. <laughs> How about uh, any of the other technologies? You mentioned um, you've worked with Clavio and you do um, some bits and pieces in terms of um, developing the website. What have you done there? Yeah, so we've been with Clavio for quite a few years. Um, we've never been massive on emails, to be fair. So we need to improve that and segmenting and stuff like that. Um, so we're getting a little bit more smarter with Clavio, but we work with website agency. Uh, at the moment we work with, we make websites. Um, and uh, before that we worked with Underwater Pistols. So yeah, I mean, some, some clever, some clever features we've had developed um, for us is for instance, so we have a product launch coming up and what we've managed to uh, create is you can push that collection live on the website, but prevent any customers from buying it. And it will say, coming soon, sign up now, and it'll have the banners, and it'll have like a, a countdown timer and everything like that. So just a little feature like that that allows you to launch that product uh, collection early and then run Facebook and Instagram adverts to the collection page to just create a little bit of hype before the, the collection drop. So stuff like that we've, we've had. And then we've, we've also worked with Rebuy as well. So um, that's like an on-site personalization tool uh, so, for instance, after you've placed an order with us, like after you've done the whole process, before it gets to the uh, confirmation screen, the thank you page on the website, it pops up with, you've you paid, everything's cool, but here's a, an item that you might want to add to your cart. 
And it's just a, you know, at the moment we've got a, a, a goose and gander playing cards, a deck of cards on that for like seven fifty. So it's just something quite cheap, quite low price. Um, and yeah, that helps uh, increase average order value. So rebuy is really cool. That's amazing. And tell me a little bit about what kind of technology you're looking to implement growth going forward. What's on What's on the horizon that you're that's getting you a bit excited? Yeah, I think for us, it's like um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is technology, isn't it? But it's 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 going to be something to do with data. Like we've only just started to kind of look into data and make decisions based on data. E.g., what products actually sell well, which ones don't. Um, and then hold more stock of products that we do sell well, put those products to the front of the website, make them more available for people to see. Um, so I think going forward, it's, it's, it's for us, it's just going to be data, data-driven. So probably something that plugs into our website or an app that allows us to see even more detailed data. But to be fair, at the moment, it would be kind of pointless because we don't even, we're not even using the data available to us as much as we should. So, but hopefully next year we'll be, better on that it's all well and good having the data but it's the analysis of it that you know it's useless unless you have that so um yeah that sounds like an exciting project going forward and we're nearly at the end of our conversation before i let you go maybe you could give our audience the one tip that you would share for making maximizing growth and scale i would say people and planning so yeah making sure you've got a a um strong and committed and loyal team around you um, and then plan because if um, we've only been planning properly for for probably a year or two so yeah plan as much as possible and, and although as you can tell the third you know there's so many curveballs that life throws at everyone so but if you plan although there's those curveballs you know you kind of you get there or, or more or less there anyway sort of thing so but if you don't plan then you just can't expect to the two p's people and planning and finally you ranked number 13 in the uk lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands what do you think that recognition means to you personally as well as the business and your employees um yeah no it's i mean it's amazing to to receive that and we're really grateful for um to have that and we're, we're, we're really enjoying growing our business for sure um i was i was shocked to be honest I, I didn't even know it was we you know we compared that favorably across the country or whatever i think we were the first in the southwest of england which is cool but to be honest you know, like we're so busy like with just so much stuff that like we don't really didn't pay attention too much and then bright pearl chasing us like hey by the way you guys have ranked really well we're like oh then i looked at the numbers i was like are you sure like this isn't some sort of mistake like there must be you know all those and they're like no no you guys are doing really well so yeah it's it's cool so sometimes it takes a minute to like have that recognition because you're you're running so fast on that treadmill every day for sure yeah Uh, (laughs) well ollie thank you for taking a few minutes off the treadmill to talk to me today it's a really interesting story and all the best with your future growth thank you very much and to our audience out there thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast we'll be back with you with another podcast very soon Mm -hmm.